Hi guys, happy October 9th, 2021. On this podcast, I'll be talking about enlightenment. So I did pull a uh, Forest Fay first and what popped out out of Forest Fay messages. Forest sister, the moon shines brightest after the storm. So take a look right now and, and reflect back in the storm that you've been in, you know, and how your family has been there, or maybe you have a sister or sisterly friendships, or maybe if you don't have sisters, maybe your friends are like sisters. But there's a message, there's the, the, there's a message behind this, and it has to do with like sisterhood, intuition, and how that comes about in seeking answers and stuff like that. So it's just a reminder on how you tap into the moon and how it shines the brightest after the storm and how does that reflect in within your life. Okay, moving on. So enlightenment, I'll be, I got this idea from, you know, like when you buy this little red Buddha and it comes with a, with a little book and this is called the Bitty Buddha by um, Running Press. So I, yeah, this is really cute and it's very common. You yourself might have this, you know, so it's very common, but it's really cool because it talks about Buddhism and I remember on the on a previous podcast I was talking about religion and I forgot to mention Buddhism, you know, and so my apologies. So I thought this would be a good um, segment into talking about Buddhism. This is just a very small snapshot, so it's just a gives you an idea of how to reach enlightenment and and stuff like that. But nonetheless, nonetheless, um, this is what I'll be talking about, and then after that I'll do a reading for each sun sign. I had a I had already recorded this podcast, but I made a mistake in one of the readings. I read the sign twice for one of the signs, so I'm like, let me just redo it. But so, so enlightenment, it's like, uh, you know, how do, what does that mean? You know, enlightenment and how does one reach that? You know, um, this has to do with dealing with the suffering of the mind and being able to detach, have that, have that, having that ability to have that detachment. So right now, what is one thing that you're suffering from? And write that down. So what is one thing right now that you're suffering from? You know, and it could be anything. And then after you listen to this podcast, take a look and see if any of the eight things that I'll be talking about right now can help, you know, with your uh, suffering. So it could be just could be like uh, anything, you know. So who has the answers to your questions? You know, so if you have questions, you know, like we all have questions in life, you know, uh, decisions to make, you know, things to things to to go through, you know, and uh, so who has the answers to your questions? You do, you know, only you do. So this is part of being enlightened is that you'll find your answers within yourself. You know, when you do your self-reflection, your soul searching, you know, the way you look at the answers and questions, you know, in your life, you know, that's going to reflect, you know, how you handle your situation, you know, and that's called the Zen process. You know, the way you look at the answers and questions, you know, that are one, it's one, you know, one, you know, the answer and the question are one, you know, and that's known as Zen process, you know, and, uh, you know, so how do you, how do you stop the suffering of the mind, you know, well, it depends on your observation, you know, it depends on your observation, you know, one's observation, that's going to determine how you're able to put a stop to your mind and suffering you know suffering can be mental suffering and it can be physical suffering right so you can somebody can be suffering right suffering right now from a broken leg or someone can be suffering from misery of un you know like um unrequented love you know that could be suffering and that's just an example so how do you reach a state of being you know where suffering stops you know and that's the buddha goal the buddha goal is 
allows you to reach the state of, of, of stopping, stopping the suffering, you know, putting a halt on suffering. And that's the whole goal behind this, you know, is to tap into that enlightenment, that blissfulness, you know, in your mind. You know, everyone has it. You know, every human being has that. You know, it's, it's there, you know, but it's having the ability to have the mindfulness of tapping into that awareness. You know, so how does one reach their state of blissfulness? You know, that every second of feeling wonderful, you know, thrilling, you know, life affirming, you know, life is affirming me, you know, life is affirming you, you know, you're thrilling, I'm thrilling, you're wondrous, you know, I'm wondrous, you know, this whole blissfulness, you know, how do you get that naturally? You know, that innate ability to tap into that consciousness and unconsciousness of happiness within your mind, that oneness versus hate, you know, versus hate, pain, darkness, misery, you know, how do you get out of that negativity, you know, that darkness, you know, how that darkness, you know, how do you get out of that? So that's about, um, well, taking the path of enlightenment, you know, so this is done by, you know, uncovering those layers that have been, that one has been conditionalized as a child, you know, as an infant, you know, by the mind's habits, you know, whether it's your bad habits, your mind's habits, or your, or the way your habits deal with your mind, or your mind deals with your habits. But you have to take a look at conditionalizing. Conditionalizing comes from a very early age. You know, I spoke about this before, you know, you, let's say at an early age you're at the zoo and you had a negative experience with the tiger cage, you know, and people around you. So later in life, as you grow as an adult and, and as an adult, that can, that experience back then can have conditionalized your experience now as a person. So you have to be mindful of that, you know, this is what it is. It's tapping into that, that conditionalization and taking back those layers, you know. You know, like, like how you interact with other people, you know, other races, you know, uh, different beliefs, different ideologies, different religions, different, you know, uh, people. You know, it's how you were conditionalized as a child in your environment can have a strong impact in how you are as a person. And you have to be mindful of that, uh, mindful of that and, and aware of it because some of them can be very unhealthy and very toxic. And that's going to cause a lot of pr problems in your life. So you have to be mindful of it. So Zen Buddhism, it's all about, it describes how it already exists, this nirvana. You know, it's, it's already there. We all have this. You, you all have this ability to tap into this happiness, you know, this uh, exhilarating feeling of like wonderfulness, right? It's about your mind, you know, and it, it's about unfolded, you know, um, it's about unfolding, you know, and uh, it's like, for example, you have this seed, you know, this, this little seed and it's going to grow a flower, you know, so it's like, when that flower grows, it's like you're uncovering those layers, like a lotus, you know, and um, everybody has this potential. It's just about being able to unfold to reach that enlightenment and dealing with that attack, that non-attachment, you know, versus um, non-attachment or attachment versus non-attachment. And also having the like recognition within yourself, you know, within yourself, you know, oneself, like you're able to recognize that within yourself so it's all about uh you know having you know concluding the answers by yourself you know with yourself you know by allowing the awareness you know of your of your issue or of your situation the actual is the actualization and the realization which allows you to flow within the energy of your heart so like the fourth chakra or the heart chakra or your heart it's like when you have the realization you know the realness and the actuality of your situation, those two energies formulate this flow of energy of, of, of love, you know, throughout your heart, 
you know, your whole, your whole soul. Like you, I, you know, like it's like you have the realization, the reality, and the actualization of the of the situation. So it's basically tapping into that unconsciousness, opening up your mind, and being aware of what you're really doing and what and how you're really thinking and who you really are. That's really what it is. You know, the book calls it the um, the noble eightfold path. You know, and this works with uh, one's actions and attitudes. You know, that can uh, stop the craving of suffering. You know, it's like, so what are you suffering from? You know, in the beginning, you wrote down, you know, a couple minutes ago about what you're suffering from. And so when I go through these eight, um, these eight uh, ways and how you can check your actions and atti- attitude, this can, uh, you know, alleviate the suffering. So what brings one to freedom? You know, what brings you to freedom? You know, and uh, what does that look like? Well, the first one is understanding. So I'm going to list the eight, and then I'm going to go through it and explain it. And then I'll read for each sun sign. So the first one is understanding, the right understanding. You know, Number two, the right mindfulness. Number three, the right speech. Number four, the right action. Number five, the right livelihood. Number six, the right effort. Number seven, the right attentiveness. And number eight, the right concentration. So it's all about, you know, having that understanding, you know, having an understanding in situation, having that mindfulness, you know, of, of your mind, you know, using the right words in your speech, carrying out the right actions in your life, you know, living in tune with your livelihood, you know, um, creating the right effort, you know, and being attentive and having that concentration. So number one, when you take a look at understanding, you know, number one, like, okay, understanding. Understanding is about seeing things as they are. So are you seeing things as they are, you know, are or without preconceived notions, you know, and judgments. This is very important because when you want to understand something, when you really want to understand something, you're going to remove those preconceived notions, judgments. You know, it's like a lens. I'm going to take a look at this understanding through a lens of clarity and objection, you know, objective and clarity. You know, you have a clear objective lens that you're looking through, through understanding and you're understanding your situation without judgment. You're understanding your situation or your issue or your life without preconceived notions. That's the big thing here, because when you have, you know, preconceived notions or judgments, you all, you, um, what it's naturally causing hindrance, you know, and it clouds, clouds, it's cloudiness. You're not going to have, you know, a good outcome, you know, number two, mind, mindness, you know, your mind, you know, and how one responds, you know, like, are you aware with your mind and internally and how you're responding and your reactions to life events? This is so important, especially on, um, you know, we live in such a technological world. It's so important to have the mindfulness, you know, because sometimes we can react, but then that's not healthy. And so it's like, you know, having that ability to respond internally and, and being mindful of, of the reactions to life events. Number, and also it's like, uh, you know, your personality. So it's like with mindfulness, it's about your personal attitude, you know, and, and also re- having the ability to remove, remove preconceptions because, you know, like one can get judged, you know, based on what they look like or whatever. And it's like, you have to be mindful with your mind to remove their preconceptions, you know, because all it's going to do is uh, create negativity, you know, and at the end of the day, you're going to harm yourself, 
because you have this preconceived notion or this preconceptions about something and at the end of the day it hindered it had an effect on you not actually not actually the other person but you you know because it's your own mind and how you responded to the situation number three speech be mindful of the words you use you know uh i think it was dr hoshimoto you know the belated doctor that did that study on research with ice you know and uh, how words have an impact you know whether it's negative words or positive words and the different uh colors that it formulated on the growth you know of of uh, ice and you can do that uh, at home with rice but nonetheless words are powerful right we use words through communication whether it's the written documentation or verbal verbal usage but words are very powerful you know and they have strong impact words can you know feel good or they can hurt you know so you have to be mindful of you know the impact of, of the effect of an individual you know the reflection and um of of your words you know being aware and the harm you know that that it can cause you know so being aware and having this awareness of the speech you use with yourself you know the things you tell yourself and also the words you use with people you know your your loved one your situation your family your co-workers your friends neighbors you know what type of words are you using you know speech the speech that comes out of your mouth you know um every action with a reaction you know stuff like that so be mindful of it. it's part of it Number four, action. So actions, you know, have effect, right? Cause and effect, you know, actions have an effect. So having the ability to withhold before an action. So do you have the ability to have, you know, positive action or a negative action? So is something constructive, like this is a very constructive action or is it very deconstructive action? Constructive is positive, deconstructive is negative. So it's like deconstructive, you're working with harm, right? So if you're gonna have a deconstructive action, that's gonna lead to harm. You know, and so with enlightenment, you want to refrain. You want to refrain from bringing harm, right? Um, this is goes with criticism, right? It can be very constructive criticism or it can be deconstructive criticism. And be mindful with criticism because that could just be hate. You know, it could be whatever it is, whether it's the somebody can insult you with the words you use or the verbs you use or the nouns or the pronouns or whatever. But all that is negativity. That comes from low self-esteem, low confidence, hate, inferiority complex. And at the end of the day, if someone's coming throwing shade at you, that person that throws shade, it's that shade, you know, but uh, they're looking to criticize, you know, criticize, you know, so that will be deconstructive. Number five, livelihood. This has to do with you, you know, and, and your the work you do. The work that you do, is that in line with yourself, your true nature? You know, uh, you know, are you choosing the work that aligns within your purpose? You know, your one true nature with your self-awareness? An example that the author gave was, working in a gun factory. So let's say, for example, that your true nature is against gun violence, but then you find yourself working at a gun plant, you know, a manufacturing company or something. So that's, is that really in alignment with, with, with your nature, you know? So it's just an example, you know, it's just an example. You know, you could use somebody, you know, something completely different, you know, like, um, you know, let's say a nun working at an abortion clinic. Would that be towards the nun's livelihood, you know, because most likely the nun's against abortion, right? So is she, you know, or the priest working in alignment? <laughs> it's an example. But <laughs> but you have to see the difference. You know, that's that's totally out of alignment for them, right? But a doctor that's pro-choice, yeah, that's their, in, in their alignment. But that's an example of livelihood. Are you living in accord with your beliefs, your true nature, stuff like that? Okay, <laughs> number six, effort. Effort is all about, you know, with constant effort. It's like a laser, you know, like when you have a sharp laser effort, you know, you're able to tap into that energy and just 
you know, achieve whatever you want or whatever. But constant effort is is tapping into one's true nature, you know, and this is going to avoid being, you know, stuck, being, you know, like just unable to move, slow progress, you know, someone. So this is removing the laziness, the overindulgence and the slow progress, because when you're really with effort, like I'm really constant with this effort, like I can see where the shortcomings are falling, falling, you know, or I can see where, where my slow progress is, is, is showing up at, then you can make changes, right? So you have to be mindful of your effort. So whatever you're not happy with right now, look at the effort that you're putting into it. So whatever you're complaining about or misery you're about, what effort are you doing? Are you doing anything about it? You know, number six, attentiveness. You know, the attentiveness is about working with your critical thinking and this leads to freedom, right? This allows one to, to acknowledge and recognize confusion with oneself. And this can remove one's self from negativity. So how attentive right now are you to your problem? So whatever you had, um, you define as your misery, you know, where are you with your attentiveness? You know, your critical thinking, you know, are you acknowledging and recognizing, you know, that there is some confusion with your situation and that, you know, and how you can be attentive, you know, to work with that. And lastly, concentration. This is about deep focus, you know, deep, deep focus that allows one to cut right through the illusion and get to reality, you know, um, it's about, you know, are you really seeing the situation for what it is? You know, whatever situation you're looking at, you know, or is it just an illusion, you know, because you want to get to the reality of your situation. So that was just about those eight, you know, eight ways into uh, unfolding the path to enlightenment, you know, and I'll just uh, repeat them real quickly. Number one, it's all about, uh, you know, all about, um, you know, just, uh, I lost my, uh, just, uh, you know, understanding, you know, have, having the, you know, the ability to understand your situation, you know, having the right mindfulness, the mind, your mind, you know, uh, being aware of the speech, you know, the words you use. Number four, actions. Are you aware of the actions you're taking? Number five, the livelihood. Are you in, in coordination with your true path and how you really feel? You know, um, number six, effort. Are you being mindful of your effort? Number seven, attentiveness. And number eight, concentration. So those are just some key elements to enlightenment. And also this goes with meditation. So not only are you aware of these things that bring you freedom, you know, but also with meditation. There's different ways with meditation. You can sit down in a chair, relax, and, and uh, you know, breathe calmly in and out, you know. And you can do meditations differently, whether it's through meditation music or you can do mantras. You know, you can say different type of mantras for meditations, but it's all about getting you into that, like, really free zone of, of uh, relaxation and concentration. You know, one of the mantras that the author wrote was Om Mani Padham, you know, and you can repeat it, you know, and how you breathe in and out or exhale and inhale, but you can just find your own way in meditation and stuff like that but it's part of it so like once you are once you are enlightened and aware you know of these uh you know of these different elements to the path of um you know freedom of enlightenment you know whether it's understanding mindfulness speech action livelihood effort attentiveness and concentration then you practice meditation because meditation is always about relaxation centeredness and meditation is fantastic for getting in tuned with intuition you know, it's very highly recommended if 
you know, for uh, readers because it really relaxes you and it, you know, and uh, really opens you up to um, the, the, the spirit realm, you know, the spirit realm, you know, and then when you pray or however you want to, you know, do it, whatever, everyone's different. But nonetheless, it's just about calming your anxiety and deepening your, your in touch with yourself. Okay, so I will pull a card quickly for each uh, sun sign. Okay, so I had to shuffle. Okay, so Aries, what's coming up for you, Aries? Aries, you got Ten of Swords. So Ten of Swords in the next two weeks is all about endings. It's about uh, recovery. It's also about, you know, like... Uh, Letting things out that you need to let out, you know, airing out that can alleviate stress. Um, can also indicate players to so be mindful of deception, stabbing in the back, you know, like lies. Leos, what did you guys get? You guys got King of Cups. King of Cups is all is all about dealing with uh, compassion, intuition, that psychic energy can indicate, uh, you know, someone not really being on the up and up, but it's all about just being, you know, empathetic and compassionate and also it can indicate dealing with a water sign sages you guys got the devil so the devil is all about you know constriction hard work it can you can you can feel like you're restricted or you can feel like you're you know really doing what you can do or what, what putting your all into it but you kind of can feel stuck but it can also indicate um you know just feeling restricted, you know, and that just that negative energy, you know, um, but on the positive part, you know, um, things will still work out, even though you, you may feel hindered. Let's see, Virgo, Virgo, we got the Empress. So the Empress is all about dealing with uh, things that make you happy. You know, the apple of your eye, you know, it can indicate, you know, dealing with your wife or wife pregnancy or dealing with a uh, friend, you know, but in general, the Empress can indicate pregnancy or it can indicate working on something that feels like birth or it can indicate something in the next, you know, um, months to come. It can indicate abundance. It can indicate abundance and uh, platonic friends. It can also indicate just friends, you know, you know, platonic friends. Capricorn. You guys got three of, three of pentacles. So three of pentacles is all about that work card teamwork team effort um it also came up for the for the uh card of the month but three of pentacles is all about that um doing your work doing your homework can also indicate good anything good news with work finances um and be mindful of apprehension because you may feel like you know like you don't have everything that you need to complete your tasks but you do okay tauruses see tauruses you guys got the hangman. So the hangman can indicate just feeling suspended or um, doing doing your work, but then you feel like, wow, this is just it. So it's kind of like you know, not not feeling what you would feel if you what you thought. You know if that makes sense. But it could also feel like you're kind of feeling in limbo, like you kind of have to take a take a break, or or it can also indicate dealing with someone that's unethical or being scammed. So be mindful of that. Okay, Scorpios. Scorpios got Page of Pentacles. Page of Pentacles is can indicate that, um, you know, that beginning, like new beginnings, doing your homework, you know, uh, 
it can indicate dealing with an earth sign but this can indicate good news though too but also you're dealing with stuff that on the new beginnings you know um cancer cancer you got got seven of cups seven of cups can indicate you know having a lot of options so you in the next two weeks you may find yourself having a lot of options or daydreaming about it or um you know or having a different outcome and then what you thought you know what you thought but this can indicate good news with work as well okay pisces pisces you got six of swords six of swords is all about you know leaving troubled water leaving leaving uh traditionally can indicate you know leaving problems and going into a smoother sailing so you may be traveling with a with a child or you may be traveling with two other people but traditionally six of swords is all about getting out of that rough waters and smooth sailings ahead anything good news anything has to do with work travel can indicate um you know people supporting you you know people supporting you um libras libras you got two of cups two of cups can indicate Unions, relationships, coming together can indicate anything to do with medical issues. It, costs, it can also indicate dealing with someone that has completely different views or ideologies than you. It can also indicate anything um, that deals with uh, something that's split in half. So you may have to deal with like half and half, whatever that means. And Geminis. Geminis, you guys got justice. Justice can indicate... Um, you know, it can, can indicate Libra energy, but justice can indicate karma. So dealing with karma or karmic, karmic uh, energy, like good or bad, can indicate things working out in your favor with the law or with work. Uh, good news with friends and family. Okay. Lastly, Aquarius. Aquarius, you got eight of wands. So eight of wands can indicate anything to do with travel, long distance relationships, good news with relationships. Um, if you have, if you're selling any property or housing or anything like that, be mindful of um, paperwork or, or a lot of paperwork delays. Things that will take there's some delays, but if, at the end it's good. Um, and that's it. Until next time, Namaste.